Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For the next 30 seconds, picture yourself in Maine, standing on a rocky sea cliff, waves crashing against the shore. Imagine tasting the freshest seafood, succulent, sweet, and full of salty goodness. The calming sound of a canoe paddle dipping into a mirror-like lake. Picture yourself taking a breath and a beat, telling the world to stop, if only for a moment. Plan your trip at visitmaine.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you've watched a tiny kitten grow into a healthy senior cat, you remember why you chose Cat Chow. Because it's backed by 60 years of expertise. Cat Chow makes yummy formulas for cats of all ages, which makes me one happy cat mom. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? The body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of the Mavs Outside this Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, M of R25 on Twitter. I am almost at a thousand. I'm like less than a hundred to go. Less than a hundred to go. Joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. 
bibscorner.com for all of your bibs content, including the Have You Seen podcast. You dropped like three episodes this last week. Yes, sir. It's a uh, spooky season. So three, three horrible I, I listened to um uh No One Will Save You. Okay. Um, because I know we talked about it briefly on the uh, last podcast when I said um I think it was spoiled for me on Twitter. It wasn't after hearing y'all review. It wasn't spoiled for me on Twitter. I wasn't gonna watch anyway, but it wasn't spoiled for me on Twitter. Uh the scene I saw on Twitter was like she was in the house, the alien flipped the table, she wasn't there, and then she stabbed it in the head type of thing. That was like in the first 10, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, I heard y'all thoughts on it. So uh definitely not gonna watch it. Um <laughs> it's funny because everybody was talking like it was the craziest movie, and there was some good stuff. It just pissed me off. You know, people tend to do that. They tend to do that. Um how you feeling? Feeling pretty good, man. Um, it's been it's been a it's been a good week. Not work wise, work is stupid, but uh, cause like I, you know I was tra- out of town and I came back and all the stuff I had to do still had to be done, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Uh, and I basically lost a week of actual time to do that stuff, so I'm behind on everything. Uh, to the point where when we get off of here, I'm probably gonna go do some work <laughs> Sunday night. Just so I can try to get ahead of a little bit. That's tough. Yeah, it's really annoying because it's like presentations on presentations. Like I had to do. All right. So I had to make when we went to Oklahoma City on the 12th of September, I had to make that presentation. I already do a presentation once a month at the beginning of the month. Then I had to do another presentation the week after we came back. And I'm having to put that together. Another presentation for Oklahoma City that's more comprehensive than the previous one for the next time we go in a couple weeks. And then I might be going to Dallas the week after that. Which so you want to say that out loud? Yeah, I'm going to say it out loud because I actually might be in Dallas. I might actually have time to do something. If it gets approved, because if the government shuts down, then nothing's getting approved anyway. Yeah, that's true. Because the government has to sign off on our travel. But I ain't saying the date either. But uh <laughs> It's 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 stressful, man. It's it's stressful, but I, I try to leave work at work as far as like I can't feel it once I clock out clock out. Um, but when I clock in, it's like, man, I don't even know where to start with half the junk I got to do. Uh speaking of things, man, shut down. Uh the very opposite has happened. The writer strike is officially done. The writers have come to a compromise with the producers uh on a new contract. So shout out to them. Does not mean this is over. Uh, the actors are still on strike. So um, shout out the the writers. But SAG Astra um, is, is is still looking for their contract. And if I'm not mistaken, the writers are still going to continue to support them uh, while they strike. So, you know, one yeah, step think, closer to everything being right in the world again. I think the actors I was listening to the big picture. Or was it Double Toasted? No, it was um, Higher Learning. Van Lathan. Okay. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, they said that uh, I believe the negotiations are going to get back underway with the actors this week. Okay. Um, and I think that when you look at the deal that the writers got, uh, it kind of sets like a baseline for what the actors can kind of expect. The writers got a lot of stuff that a yeah, lot they did. Of did not expect. Yeah. Um, 
which I'm glad. I'm really glad because as a writer, as a person who knows writers, you have to adapt to the market. Like streaming has made a big difference in how people get payment. Um, and I think the biggest thing I heard is that the the streamers are going to share their actual like hours watch data because they don't share that stuff publicly. They have to share it with the uh, Writers Guild. So that won't be public for us, but the Writers Guild will at least know so they can't fudge the numbers or pretend, et cetera, and so forth. So that's going to be interesting to watch, see how that affects people's pockets. Um, speaking of the actor strike, there's a show that um, the final season for released on Netflix this week, and the actors are not allowed to promote it. Um, it's Power Rangers. Uh, I am a huge Power Rangers fan. I've been a fan since I was a little jit. I know a lot of people at when they turned like 12 was like, uh, man, this shit bullshit. This shit for, for little kids. <laughs> <laughs> But me, into a grown man, has continued to love this show, you know, for what it is. And after 30 years, you know, it's it's tough to see it finally go away. It's gone. Uh, like, there's no version coming back. Well, Hasbro now owns Power Rangers. Mm. Hasbro's idea with Power Rangers when they bought it was to reboot the whole thing. So... What right. Power Rangers does is Power Rangers adapts a show called Super Sentai from Japan. Okay. I've told you this before. The suits, all of that. They they get it from Japan. They adapt it. Sometimes they use American footage. They use more American footage now since, you know, but it's very low budget because of that. Um, this was the 30th season of the show. Only 10 episodes. Um, the original Blue Ranger came back. He was a regular this season. Uh, Lord Zed was the villain for the season. Uh, it was nice, little Easter eggs and stuff. Okay. Um, but they are taking a hiatus, uh, apparently. So everything Power Rangers from the last 30 years. Let's just say Secret Wars comes out. Mm -hmm. And after Secret Wars, everything before Secret Wars no longer exists. The MCU reboots. That's what Hasbro plans on doing with Power Rangers. Okay. What they plan on doing... They already have a guy heading it. They plan on doing a more mature version, a young adult version of Power Rangers, I guess. More in tune you with say the mature. Seven. Like, what's the rating on it? Like PG thirteen or mature? <clears throat> PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, not mature, mature, but okay. like more in line probably with the twenty seventeen movie that came out. Uh, if anybody saw it, um. <clears throat> Yeah, man, something to see it go. But you know, sometimes it's time for a change. And this shit was time for a fucking change. I wish I could, I, I wish it could continue and I could pass it down to my kids as they grow up, but I could always show them the old shit, you know. Yeah, I don't think today's kids <clears throat> appreciate what it became. But well, I can't say that because my friend's son actually is a big Power Rangers fan. Well, the thing is, there are kids like Jerron's son watch it, likes likes Power Rangers. Yeah. And how old is he? I can't. He's no older than four or five years old. Okay. Well, my friend's son is 10. And he's a family. Yeah. It is. Um, but it's like, I think the issue was they were so, they were trying so hard to recreate what Mighty Morphin Power Rangers did. And you can't do that. Like, that was lightning in a bottle. Gotcha. 
because America had never seen anything like that before. Japan had been seeing that shit for 20 years at that point. America had never seen it before. It was in the 90s where everything was colorful and campy and wacky. It was low budget. It had a charm to it. And it's like a, a lot of people, I follow a lot of fans on Twitter and they always say Power Rangers will never be as big as Transformers and, and Ninja Turtles. I said, there's a reason for that. Transformers been around. Transformers and Teenage Ninja Turtles been around since the 80s. Voltron been around since the 80s. If any of those three franchises came out today, you would see the same characters. Power Rangers is switching characters every single season. So there's no generation that grew up with a set of characters. It's always switching out. You don't get to sit around with these characters and then you never see them again. They never come back. That's why anytime somebody says Power Rangers, you think immediately, oh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You're talking about Tommy and Jason and Kimberly. And, like, they they got to change the formula. Uh, it's a niche thing. I still love it. Is it good? Hell no. But, well, this last season was pretty good. Anything before that, I would never recommend anybody watch it. Biggest fan. Would not recommend. Would not recommend it. Right? <laughs> Somebody say, oh, man, you watch a Power Rangers? That shit's still good? No. I just, like, after a while, I stopped. It was like a couple years. Like, I think between 2015 until last year, I stopped because I was just like, I don't want to keep up with this shit. It's not, it's worse than it used to be. So it's yeah. like, but anybody out there remembers the show. Just want you to know this shit is over with. It's dead. Um, R.I.P. Uh, but on the topic of movies and stuff, we did see a movie this week that we're going to be doing a review of. Uh, I think we talked about it on here, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we the the creator with, with John David Washington. Um, I can't wait to get into this. I, I can't wait to can't wait to get into the review for that. That's why I didn't want to do it this day because I'm like, right. I, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I, I, I understand because I was like, I'm already feeling it. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been rough. I, I didn't want to feel like we was just dragging our way through it because like. Right, right, right. And hopefully somebody else could hop on, uh, hop on with us. So, you know. I was considering getting somebody to hop on with us, but they, they're not ready for that yet. Okay. In the future. In the future. Um. Oh, yes. I know what I meant to say. Um. Three years ago, I picked up a mic for the first time and started my podcasting journey. Since then, I've tried a lot of different softwares and distribution services, but I finally landed on Zencaster and I couldn't be happier. It's so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. I can log into my browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You get studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen. See what they did there? Knowing that Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster is an all-in-one service as well. And one thing you'll learn about podcasting is that you need a lot of different tools and services to put out a professional podcast. With Zencaster, those days are over. 
Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code MAVSOUTSIDERS and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. You can also hit the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. More television news. Bad news, actually. Uh, The show I came on here and talked about, Hills, has been canceled by stars. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. Kind of saw it coming because, obviously, due to the strike, it couldn't be promoted. Um, The first season was a success, but the second season didn't get the views because a lot of people didn't even know the second season was going on. Um, Like fans didn't know? Fans knew, but like casual viewers didn't know. Gotcha. Um, It sucks because it ended on a cliffhanger. Like multiple cliffhangers. Multiple stories were not resolved. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, hopefully someone picks it up. Um, If not, you know, I got to enjoy two seasons of it. Uh, I remember uh, Shieko had hit me up on Twitter. was like, bruh, I just got like a few episodes into season two and I find out it's canceled. That sucks. I'm like, man, just just finish the season over. I don't know if he got into it because of watching this or if he was already into it because he is a wrestling fan. I know he was like, he always is looking for shows and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it, it's, it sucks because it's a good show. But, you know, these things happen. It wasn't the only show by stars that got canceled. It I'm still was mad like, about Colony. So it was like two other shows that got canceled. So, yeah. And it's, it's ah. bad when it, you mentioned the cliffhangers. Like, that's the worst. What other yeah. show? Into the Badlands is another one that pissed me off when it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Ended, but both of those shows, I could say, ended in a way that could feel like an ending if you wanted to let it. But, also was like a new beginning if you will like it was the the show was gonna go to another level if it didn't get canceled so that's why those two pissed me off yeah uh that's nuts but you know here on the Mavs Outsiders podcast you're not gonna hear a whole lot of capping going on but today we're making an exception that's because we're proud to be sponsored by New Era Cap the official headwear provider of the NFL MLB and NBA. When the Mavs won the title in 2011, one of the first things I did was jump online to buy championship merch. I bought two things, a t-shirt with the path to the ring and the official new era cap with the Larry O'Brien trophy beside the Mavs logo. I can describe it 12 years later because that hat is just as crispy as it was the day it arrived. You too can support the Mavs in style by purchasing your own New Era cap. And because we like you, we're going to give you a discount code. Shop the official headwear provider of the NBA and get 15% off when you go to neweracap.com slash MavsOutsiders and use code MavsOutsiders at checkout. That's 15% off your order using promo code MavsOutsiders. You can thank us later. Some exclusions apply. Let's move on from bad news, man. All right. 
let's let's move on from from some bad news. I'm not saying we're moving on to good news because we're talking about the Mavs, but it's new. Um, Mavs Media Day was Friday. They don't ask me. I was not paying attention. It was Friday. Right. I'm trying to remember because I know I was at work. Yes, it was Friday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. If y'all are subscribed to the Patreon, Bib set something on uh outside the NBA that is that <laughs> I don't want to say it because he said he can't say it on here. <laughs> it's not gonna get a good reaction. <laughs> but the way he's responded to the Mavs news right now lets me know that he meant that shit a hundred. <laughs> I won't say it because I won't throw him under the bus. Oh snap! You right. But right. if no. you are subscribed to the Patreon and you listen to Outside the NBA, you know what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Mavs Media Day um, was Friday. A lot of interviews from the players. Uh, I don't have any specific quotes, but there were certain things. I didn't get to listen to everybody. Okay. Um, I missed key guys. I missed Luca. But to be honest, it's nothing Luca could say to that that that'll make me think differently or anything of Luca. I miss Kyrie. Um, I miss Jaden Hardy, Dwight, Grant Williams, and Seth Curry. I miss Seth Curry as well. Okay. Um. When I tuned in, Jaden Hardy was speaking. Um, he talked about how he added muscle, uh, put on some weight. Hopefully, that'll help him as far as finishing around the basket because I know that was kind of an issue yep. for him. Um, he's talked about how Kyrie has been a mentor to him, how he's been hanging with Kyrie, how Kyrie has helped him since he's come to the team. That's another thing I think we mentioned when we got Kyrie, how we hoped – a relationship like that, you know, would build between the two. Um, Carrie Underwood is a fine white woman. Um, random, sorry, Sunday Night Football. Uh, yeah, um, not too many quotables from Jaden Hardy, but him putting on the muscle is noticeable. Um, I do expect him to to take a step uh, this season, but I one thing I want to see from him. And it's probably unfair. Better playmaking. Yeah. Because he's probably going to be playing a lot more point guard off the bench. And when we saw him in the summer league, it was clear that he's not a point guard. And I'll say because of his size, if he plans to be a big time guy in his league, he can't be just a scorer. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe he could be a Lou Williams type. I was going to say, at best, he's going to be a six-man type. Yeah. If he, unless he becomes a playmaker. If he becomes a playmaker, ceiling is the roof. Yeah, ceiling is the roof. But, I mean, Lou Williams is not a bad, you know. If you're ceiling is Lou Williams, that's not bad. I was going to say, that's not a bad career at all. Yeah. Not a bad career at all. But you can also, you want to get to all-star level, you got to you gotta start dishing them dimes, too. It's all about what he wants. <clears throat> right. Heard Rashawn Holmes. Um, he talked about how I can't remember who set he was in Philly and they said, Look, you you can't do you can't just dunk. You're gonna have to spread the floor. Uh, you're gonna have to work on your shot. And I think that's something he can bring to this team. He's not a knockdown three point shooter, but from that mid range area, he can space the floor out better than a Dwight Powell can, uh, better than a Derek Lively can. So 
that makes him valuable. That's why I think he's going to be more involved in a rotation than people might think. I think we're really going to have a three, excuse me, a three man bullpen. Big, yeah, bullpen, big rotation, uh, especially depending on matchups. Um, he had nice things to say about Derek Lively. Okay. Um, he mentioned that, and I forgot this, uh, that Rashawn Holmes played with Tyson Chandler in Phoenix, and he's just tacking on the comparisons that people keep saying. Uh, Derek Lively reminds them Tyson Chandler. Uh, I think people forget the prospect that Tyson Chandler was coming out of high school, but <laughs> they do. I think people forget. They do. Um, probably because he wasn't like great right away, but like he was yeah, a top. Say, the New Orleans days, he was he was doing. Yeah, thing. New Orleans. Yeah, when he was with Chicago, he wasn't like still pretty raw. Right. He's a young kid. He he was eighteen when he came into the league. Say he was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like he was a top prospect, right? But those New Orleans days was New Orleans, Dallas, New York. That stretch of Tyson Chandler's career was great. But um, even Tyson Chandler himself said that Derek Lively reminds him of himself. Um, which brings me to Derek Lively's interview. Uh, I love this kid, man. Listening to him talk, I'm like, oh, all right, all right, I. I love this kid. He talks about his work ethic. He talks about his family. He talks about the people he keeps around him. It sounds like he has great people around him. Um, I should have got this quote, and I don't want to get it wrong, but he does have a tattoo. Um, <clears throat> he, he mentioned it. Yeah, he mentioned it on his leg or knees, and I believe it's... Uh, you want me to look it up real quick? Huh? I'm going to try to look it up. Look it up, but I'm going to still say I, it's a date. When I believe they found out, and I think it's his mom. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, my mom, my, my mom's the reason I play basketball. You know, she's the reason why I just keep going. I try to make sure I spoil her and give her the best life possible because she's been through all of that. Uh, I have a tattoo right here. My mom, like, is a measure by the rest of take her moments, I take her brother away. That's always been our saying. That's always been like above our couch, above the campfire, above anything. You know, it's always been around the house. And on my on my thigh that I have uh or I have August 9, twenty twenty two, and that's the day we got the call that she was uh cancer free. So, you know, I got that tattoo on my knee, on my like thigh. So anytime I put my hands on my knee, it makes me just stand back up because she didn't do more pain than I could ever do. Mm -hmm. But you know, she's just like me. She's loud, lively for sure. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, my mom. Either this kid is trained <clears throat> very well. In media, or this is just who he is, and I like it. Yeah, he he sounds like he wants to work hard. He's not coming. Damn, I, I was about to sound like Jason Kidd. He's not coming in with an ego. <laughs> he wants to come in and play his. <laughs> I didn't mean. To that. He wants to come in and play his role. He just wants to improve. Obviously, he's been working with Tyson Chandler. Um, he did trip me out because he said, you know, he wasn't too familiar. He didn't really pay much attention to basketball until like his teen years, he said. So a lot of times I found a lot of the best players in the league did not play until they got older. And I think by doing that, you avoid developing bad habits. Yeah. He did say he wasn't too familiar with Tyson's game when they were making the comparisons. So we went back and looked and was like, oh, man, dude was really. Yeah. But he. Somebody asked him a question. Okay. Where he said, Who were some players that he looked up to growing up? 
mind you, this kid is 19, right? He's 19, and he said he ain't start caring about basketball to his teens. He so, says Allen Iverson, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> so I was gonna say if we take it back to him being 13, 2017 is what we to present is what we should be looking at. That's crazy, actually, that I'm thinking about it. Think about the time. Think about Yo, the he time. He was born in 2003 or four. I'm about to look it up. He was born in 2000. I was in high school. I'm about to look it up. What are you looking up? The the part of the interview. Because it was near the end. Wait. How did you find that clip? <clears throat> I, learned, I searched lively tattoo. Okay. How do you spell his first name? D E R E K. That's what I thought. This one's going to be harder to look up. Let's yeah. See. I know what to do. Nope. Let's see. Oh no. It's it's tougher to find. I thought it was near the end of the thing, but Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's nineteen though. He talks like a veteran. Uh, it's on Brad Townsend's page. I don't know if he posted all the clips. He also said he was like six four at ten years old. That sounds like bullshit. He said he came out of elementary school at six foot. Sorry, so he was like twelve, six foot, fifth grade, eleven, twelve, six foot. That's actually not unheard of. I did have yeah, it's not unheard. I did have some six footers I played with back in the day. <clears throat> I'm trying to find it, but while I'm trying to find it. <clears throat> I want to talk about something else he mentioned. I see a Josh Green clip. Did you see Josh? Huh? I see a Josh Green clip I was interested in. Play it. Uh, so the deadline for his extension is October 23rd. That's close. It's three weeks. Uh, they asked if he had to compartmentalize his emotions while negotiations continue behind the scenes. Let me yeah, uh... let me know if you hear it. Like, nod. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, I know I want to be here. Uh, I'm going to work as if I'm going to be here for a long time. You know, I want to be able to win in Dallas. I want to be in Dallas. So, you know, whatever their decision, you know, is their decision. But at the end of the day, you know, I got the same goal every single day, and that's just to be the best teammate and the best player I can be for the team. And are you optimistic that that can happen? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, it's always good to stay positive with everything. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, like... I don't know. He ain't sound too... Yeah, he he don't sound too optimistic. Oh shit! If it ain't meant to be. It ain't meant to be. <coughs> <laughs> hey, Reese. 
chest. I was getting. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well, had a fake heart attack. Boy. <laughs> he came out like Buddy Love. <laughs> Damn, that might have just dated myself. It's probably some kids listening. Like, who the hell is Buddy Love? Definitely learning his timing. I know Reese better than who Buddy Love is. What you looking for? You still looking for that clip? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna find it right now. <clears throat> the, yeah, the last thing I want Townsend's page. That's all I was looking at. <clears throat> I um, confidence, Mike. The the main thing I wanted to mention was his relationship that he says him and Omax have with each other. Okay. Um, they refer to each other as brothers. They talk about how Jaden Hardy mentioned to them, like, "Hey, when I came into the league last year, I was the only rookie." I didn't have anybody. Y'all have each other. Um, he mentioned that they stay on each other's ass. He basically put it bluntly like, hey, he's on my ass when I'm bullshitting. I'm on his ass when he's bullshitting. They hold each other accountable. And I love to hear that because I'm glad that they have each other. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing them grow together. Uh, I got high hopes for the both of them. I'm not saying I'm putting pressure on them. I just have high hopes for the both of them, I think they can grow together and be impactful players for this team. Um, I think they can make an impact this year. It's not unheard of. You saw what Christian Brown did for the Denver Nuggets. He was a big piece of their championship team. Not saying we're going to be a championship team this year. Just saying for a team that has winning aspirations, they could play a big part in that. Um, So hearing that they had that relationship already and they haven't even stepped on the court with each other yet uh, says a lot. Any thoughts on their relationship together? I think it's good, like you said, that they're there. I think before you even said it, I was thinking they both seem hungry and it seems like they're going to push each other. Um, And they're going to pick each other up because they're both going to have rough stretches. But by having each other and like you said, having that brotherly relationship, it's like, hey, keep grinding. You know, you'll have that person like it's Lucas saying it is different than your brother saying it. You know what I'm saying? Jason Kidd saying it is different from the guy you consider your brother saying it. So I think that that's only like Josh Green probably needed something like that. He needed a buddy um, early on. So again, having that person that's in the trenches with you going through the same stuff you're going through at the same time is going to be huge for them. And I do think it will speed up their, it'll keep their progress progressing. It'll keep them going forward won't allow them to, to slumper or fall off completely. Speaking of uh, them playing together, uh, there was speculation, not necessarily speculation because Jason Kidd said it could happen uh, himself. I believe he was on uh, Mark Stein's show okay. last week when we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, didn't he confirm it? I know yeah, they're definitely going to start some preseason games. This one ruffles some feathers. Um, Apparently, he confirmed it to Landon Thomas. Uh, Jason Kidd confirmed it, that they're going to start. I don't know. That's what I heard. What you mean? On Like, on when we talked about it last week, it wasn't right. a for sure thing. That they no, gonna... he did say it for sure. He said it for sure? He said they're going to start some games in the preseason. And he said oh, okay. I thought it was. See, no. I thought the last. He said at least one of the Abu Dhabi games <laughs> at that time. Okay, last week I thought it was speculation and I thought it was confirmed now. So it was already confirmed. Yeah. Now I see what. Never mind. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to the. I hope 
they sought more than just the Abu Dhabi game. Because remember, we talked about it like it would just be to uh, try to speed up That's, their development. Yeah. Because it's nothing to lose, basically. People were talking like it's going to be the regular season. But that's <clears throat> Exactly. Like the entire now, if they play great in the preseason, they might. But and nobody should complain. At least they would have earned it. Nobody can complain at that point. Um, A lot of the players talked about, you know, a lot of the reporters were asking about the Abu Dhabi trip. And a lot of the players talked about how it could bring them closer together. And, you know, I think team camaraderie and chemistry is important. Uh, It seems like the Mavs might have that this year. Uh, We saw how much team chemistry can boost a team with not a whole lot of talent when it comes to the Mavs. Uh, It got us to the Western Conference Finals, if you ask me. Um, But I am high on Derek Lowry. I'm high on Omax, too. Omax had a nice interview. Uh, They basically kind of talked about some of the same things that uh, Lively did as far as their relationship. But something he did say, which I was thinking, is that Omax in practice is defending guys like Luka and Kyrie, which is preparing him to have matchups against star-level players and all-star-level players and offensive threats of the such on other teams in the regular season. And I think that's fantastic to have. You had a practice guarding Kyrie, arguably best handles all time. And then Luca big ass. Like what you prepare for anything. You prepare for you prepared to go to war. Who who out there is doing things that you ain't ready for? I mean, bigger guys like Giannis or something like that. Okay. That's different. But you're never gonna guard Giannis. Nobody guard Giannis. <laughs> we got we're never that, gonna say, Oh Max, go get Giannis. Like so here's the thing, like, you know, people talk, oh, how what are they gonna do with Steph? Who's guarding Steph out here in these streets? Like, y'all lower the bar a little bit. If he could guard Kyrie, he can guard Devin Booker. Right? Facts. Like that that's where I, that's the way I look at it. Like, take it a couple notches down, a notch down. If he's if he can stay with a shifty guy like uh Kyrie, not necessarily block the shot, but give him make him work for it. Mm-hmm. Then when he steps up against a guy who can't handle I mean, I was gonna say can't handle like Kyrie, nobody can handle like Kyrie, that is a lesser version guard. He's gonna that's an easier matchup for him. Like you're if you're training at level 100 and then you're fighting level 80 people, you're gonna handle those fights better. If you're getting bodied by Luca and then somebody else try to body you that's not as big as Luca, you're not moving. So and that work that goes for all the defenders on the team. That's facts. You training at level you training with the basically with the 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 extra gravity boots on. Like when you going against Luca and Kyrie at practice. Like you got the extra gravity boots on. You on a regular game, your gravity boots off, you moving. It's easy. <laughs> For my Dragon Ball Z fans, they are training in the hyperbolic time chamber in practice. Like, they are prepared <laughs> for anything when it comes to these other months. You defending Luka and Kyrie in practice. If we tell you go out there and defend Terry Rozier, motherfucker, you better lock his ass. <laughs> so Terry Rozier might not score a point. At this point. And it's like, that's people don't think about stuff like that. People don't think about stuff like that. And it's crazy because I was literally thinking it. And then he said it in the interview. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, that's what I like to hear. (laughs) 
amplify your sports passion with Bet Online. Bet on your favorite teams and sporting events to make every moment even more exciting. The NFL season is basically underway, and there's a lot of money waiting for you to win. What better way to enjoy some Sunday night football than to have some stake in the game with Bet Online? Not comfortable placing bets before games? That's cool. You can take advantage of live and play betting for any game. Watching the New York Jets? Second quarter, going into halftime. Aaron Rodgers only has 130 passing yards, and you're thinking maybe, just maybe, he can hit 350. If you like the lines on it, place the bet during the live game and cash out if he hits even before the game is over. The live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quickly and easily and in real time. Find live lines for all major sporting events, including NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer, along with a wide variety of promotions, including welcome bonus, reload bonuses, free bets, and contests. Claim your welcome bonus and get started with a bang. Register today and grab your exclusive welcome bonus to start your sportsbook betting journey. Go to the link in the show notes to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. What I don't like to hear, or what I do like to hear, Uh is Tim Hardaway Jr.'s in it. A lot of people were panicking because Tim was, I guess, supposed to go early. They say he wasn't at media he was day. First. Huh? He was supposed to be first. Supposed to be first. Wasn't at media day. People like, oh my God, is Tim being traded? And I was, <clears throat> oh my God, is Tim being traded? <laughs> but he did end up showing up. He went last. I don't know if he was late or what. But it's like deja vu all over again. Reporter asked Tim Hardaway Jr. about his thoughts on Jason Kidd saying he wants to see Tim be the sixth man of the year and for the second year in a row we have a player on the team finding out they're coming off the bench from a reporter I know Jason (laughs) Kidd got caught cheating I know he got caught cheating I know he got caught cheating because he just walked in the house and said yeah I was at Terry's house all day when his wife was at Terry's house and he didn't even realize it that's what he was doing. That's the type of bullshit he was doing. He volunteered this information. Nobody asked for this. Nobody needed to know this thing. But you just come out and say stuff, <clears throat> not thinking <clears throat> what it actually what you're actually saying, not thinking how it's going to be received by the people that you're talking about. Worst liar ever. If I wasn't sure before, I am so sure that Tim Hardaway Jr. is gone. Well. Or attempted if, if this interview was any indication, he's gone. He just it, it, it just didn't sound obviously, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a professional. He sounds enthusiastic, he speaks highly of the teammates, he sounds enthusiastic, but he did say, I didn't even think I was gonna be here. He said that straight up. He said that straight up. <coughs> I didn't I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I didn't think I was gonna be here. <clears throat> or he not not I don't think, but he said I wasn't sure if I was gonna be here. Damn, that's tough. And even though, again, he was professional about the six man of the year statements as far as saying, you know, I don't have an ego. He said, 
I'm kind of a hybrid. I can come off the bench. I can start, you know, things like that. He didn't sound happy about it. Because <clears throat> when somebody asked, it was like, well, is the sixth man of the year a goal for you? Like during the end of the interview. And he said, I'll talk to him first about that. And then we'll see. And when I heard that, I said, oh, man, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Why is Jason Kidd a dumbass? Why? Let me pull this up, man. It, 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 was, it was a tough listen. Because even though I want Tim gone, I'm like, you ain't going to tell this man. That it's he's- disrespectful, man. I can be disrespectful. I, I don't have a relationship with the man. Is that the audio? Yeah, I'm about. To, I'm, I'm looking for the. Uh, okay, I didn't know if you were holding it to the mic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my course. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, I'm gonna go to the N West. For that switch and. Feel like I'm now back. I mean, I guess point of my career. I mean, Republican. Yeah, you guys heard it first. Oh wait, been in the same breath since started playing the game of basketball. Right, there we go. And <clears throat> I'm just I feel like I'm now back in my own skin. A couple days ago, Jason mentioned your name, and in the same breath, said Sixth Man of the Year. It's almost like he's kind of like me. Republican. Yeah, you guys heard it first. You guys heard it first uh, from him, but, uh, you know, I'm a hybrid, I guess, at this point in my career. Uh, whether I start or, or, or come off the bench, uh, I'm not going to be the one to to have an ego or anything like that. Uh, doesn't get you anywhere, you know. I'm just here to win ball games. I want to win ball games just like the rest of the guys out there on this team. And I mean, any other thought is kind of a waste of energy. I guess maybe I was alluding to. Well, does that thought, does the thought of being six man every year, is that does that become a goal for you? Once I have a conversation with him, then we'll see. Yes. <laughs> Thoughts. This said, is a mess, man. If he had said this is the first time I'm hearing of it, it would have been the same exact moment. Literally. But he said y'all heard it first. This is... <clears throat> this is a problem now. Like, it was dumb last year. This is a this is a thing now. It was dumb up. last year. It was bad last year. It was like, this is a new guy on the team. But Tim has been here for a while. Like, I think he earned that. It's mad disrespect. Mad disrespect. It's bad business. It's bad. You can't. <clears throat> Jason Kidd played in his league. It's not like he doesn't understand how that what that does to a person. Like he's just getting to training camp. He's coming into work. He's been hearing or told three spot whatever. Like there might be an opportunity for him to slide in there. And you've made a decision already about what he's going to be. He ain't got to even show up. And even if that's the case. Tell him. 
have the conversation with him before you tell it to the media. Right. So and then you made that decision. You come to the media, you tell the media. Now the media is asking him. He ain't even know. He ain't even know. And it's one thing you told the media, <laughs> then had a conversation with him immediately because you realized you hadn't told, had the conversation with him. This was not the same day. It's it's mad disrespectful. I, I I don't want Tim Hardaway Jr. on the team, but just from a a, a, a relationship standpoint, that's just dumb. This this like you said, it's disrespectful. He'd been here for a couple years. Like I'm not Look a fan. Discount. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of Tim. He took a discount to be here, like you said. I think he deserves that from the coach to know, hey, am, am I going to start? Am I going to play? Why do I have to find this out from the media? Him saying, I'm not going to have an ego about it, means I'm not going to let it affect the way I help this team. That doesn't mean he likes it or doesn't have an issue with it. Because his response to, is that a goal for you? Well, I'll talk to him first. And He had time to think about it. He just found out. <laughs> And you could tell immediately his voice started shaking a little bit. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Like he thinking you acted, you knew you had time to sit there and write a question about it. He walked in an interview without that information. You have caught him off guard. And Jason Kidd has set up one of his players for this embarrassment multiple years in a row now, two, two years in a row now. <laughs> Gotta be better. Gotta be better. It's no excuse as a coach. As a coach who played in the league. <clears throat> so with that said, I'm, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. on borrowed time. Gotta be. If, I, if I'm him, I'm, I'm asking for a trade at this point. Not just because I'm coming off the bench, but because of how <laughs> it played out. How it's been handled. And the fact that he like said, I wasn't sure if I was going to be here. Right. He already, that means he's heard the trade rumors. Like he knows. Now imagine dealing with that. Show up first day of work, and you already know you ain't getting the job that you were hoping for, probably. And or or even if you weren't hoping for it, you didn't know if it, you knew it was a possibility. And the way you find out is the media asking or telling you, not the employer, the media. On your media day, where everybody's excited about coming back first day. And you get this question and find out you got the lesser position immediately. I would ask for a trade. Like, hey, y'all gonna play with me like this? Just just send me somewhere, man. Just trade me, bro. I can't I can't deal with this. And Jason Kidd, that's his biggest problem right now, is not, not handling these types of situations correctly. Yeah. Not I don't does he I, I'm starting to think he just doesn't care. I, or it's intentional. I just think he doesn't give a shit. <clears throat> I don't think he gives a shit about whether how the player finds out. I think he's an idiot in that aspect. I wish he wasn't my coach, man. Complete opposite of uh, Jamal Mosley. Jamal Mosley's players on podcast talking about we got to win games because he don't need to get fired. I ain't never heard some shit like that. I've never heard that in my life. Multiple players. Yeah, we he's a great man. He cares about us, so we need to go win games. What? The coach? That's that's how the players feel? A coach who hasn't done anything? Meanwhile, I got my coach throwing players under the bus to begin two seasons in a row. Fantastic. Dressing like 
a 45 year old onk, man. I hate his outfits, bro. Like his outfit looked photoshopped with that with the hat backwards and the black Mav shirt. Like, bro, onk at the cookout. That thing look like a model for the Gap. You look like a model for Gap Kids. You look like a Gap Kids model. Why is Jason Kidd the coach with the Dallas Mavericks? Man, oh god, he already. This is why I can't get excited about the season. That's why I can't get excited right now. I, I gotta. I, I, it's gonna take some time. I can't get excited because Jason Kidd is still the coach, and I already know he's gonna do some bullshit. I already know. I already know it's gonna be some bullshit with these lineups and rotations. It is what it is, man. I'm excited about Lively. I'm very excited. I'm excited about both the rookies, to be honest. I'm excited about Lively the most because I think he's going to get the most time to play. Right. But I'm excited about both. Like, this is probably the most excited I've been going into a season since since we since the 2020 season. Like going into the 2020 season where we were gonna have Luke and KP, like after the KP trade. Right. Yeah. This is the most excited I've been since then. <clears throat> the thing, the only thing holding me back from being excited about Omax. <clears throat> I fear. I fear him coming out hot and then slumping and people turning on him. It's almost inevitable with this fan base. It's if he comes out and he's not great right away, they're gonna turn on him. They're gonna start saying he's a bad basketball player right. and he's trash. They did it to Josh Green. Right. They're gonna do the same thing to Derek Lively. I feel like I, Derek, the only reason I think Derek Lively is safer is because he's not gonna be asked to do as much as far as like uh-huh. his his job is to dunk and rebound. He need to learn how to set some damn screens though. He can't do that. He can't do that, then by all means, he deserves to be. He got to learn how to set a real screen. That too. But nobody's going to get a cure. Only certain people are going to kill him for that. The the main, the mainstream, the, the, the most of the majority of fan base ain't going to be paying attention. Yeah. If he's missing layups, if he's out here looking (laughs) like prime Willie Colley Stein, then it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. Let me ask this. Does Max, if he can't hit shots, he's turning the ball. Yeah. That's when it's going to be. Y'all told me he was the future. Da 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 da. Man, give him some time. I'm, that's my fear. I don't want that to happen to him. Does the addition of Omax make the Mavs more comfortable and not paying Josh Green right away? Probably. If he's playing well in practice, if he's playing well in preseason, knowing the Dallas Mavericks, yes. There's been so many times on Twitter where we've asked, damn, I wonder what the Mavs can give up to get this guy. Every trade has Josh Green. And I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake as well. Uh, people were ready to give up Josh Green and some shit for Drew Holiday. And I'm like, I don't want Drew Holiday. Not that bad. Not that. Like, Drew Holiday. talking about retiring. What are we talking we about? We don't make us a contender. Why we trade young pieces for Drew Holiday? We, we uh, already don't have wings. We're going to get smaller. Now, granted, like when I posed the question, people were like, oh, who's going to play power forward? I just provided the answer. Hey, Luca could play power forward. I'm at small forward. Sorry. Is that what I want? No. But in the event that we get Drew Holiday, that's what can happen as opposed to Drew coming off the bench. But that's neither here nor there. 
Um, I think us having Omax has fans more comfortable with trading Josh. And my thing is, hey, let's have both. Exactly. Like, what, there is nothing wrong with depth. As much as I want Josh to start, Josh off the bench, perfectly fine. Depth, that means we can mix them out. If one's shooting, playing well, played with that one more. <clears throat> I hope this doesn't turn into a Jalen Brunson situation. That's what it feels like. That, listening Later. to him, that's what I. That's the vibes I got. And it's 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 whatever, man. You have to you have to maintain. You get you draft a player that looks like an NBA player. Don't give a damn if he starts to look like he's going to be an All Star or not. He looks like an NBA player. Other teams want him. You don't just toss him away the first opportunity you get. Unless you don't believe he's going to maintain his level at the level he's at currently, which is a quality level for what he is. Taylor Swift got Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively out there in the booth. All right. Who? Taylor Swift got Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively (laughs) out there in the booth. That's crazy. Blake Lively titties looking nice. Um, Yeah, man. If it turns out like that, I'm going to be hurt because it's like, to be honest, we could probably. No one's saying pay Josh Green $15 million. We could probably get Josh Green on the $10 million a year type of deal. Right. I think he'd take it. 10 to 12. I mean, the, the sound, depressed as he sounded at the press conference, probably. <clears throat> now, what if he outplays that this year? If we don't pay him, if he outplays it? Yeah. Then we played ourselves again. Exactly. Make him prove it. Fan, fan, sure, make him prove it. And be looking stupid when you paying them more or having to let them go. I don't understand this management. I don't either because I, I they made a lot of good moves and now I'm worried about this Josh Green situation. I got three weeks potentially to be stressed about what they're gonna do. And if they do trade him, if they trade him and get a bigger wing that is 27, 28 or younger that can play right now, that's as good as Josh or better. Like in a package of some sort, I probably be would live with it. I could live. If you trade him for an old head, it's going to be a problem for me. Anybody over thirty that you trading them for is probably going to upset me. They about to package Josh Green and Tim to get some win now, motherfucker man. Who's on the market? I ain't even going to look because it's going to piss me off. I, no one on the market is significant enough. <clears throat> for Tim and Josh. Oh, Buddy Hill? Would you do it for Buddy Hill? Both of them for Buddy Hill? No. Buddy Hill didn't nap them hard. Nah, that ain't a good one. That's another guard. Buddy Hill? Nah. All right, I'm out. I don't care. I'm not sending Josh Green back to Rick Carlisle so he could oh, rope that man's Right. <laughs> I'm sorry I did it in the play uh, GL. Um... I can't think of anybody else. And the talks have halted on Buddy Hill. So it's like. I missed that. I missed that. Um, <clears throat> the I don't know, man. Huh? The nah. I said the Rosen, but. Oh, head. Wouldn't do it. Fuck no. Fuck no. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, they can get. SJ's guy. Who? OG. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they well, clearly they not taking that for OG because they just the Raptors don't know what they want to do. They seem very confused. Very. Um, well, hopefully the Mavs figure this thing out with Josh Green within the next three weeks, or it's going to be a long season. We can't repeat this the situation with Jalen Brunson. Is Josh Green Jalen Brunson? No, but damn near the same situation as far as you're playing yourselves. Learn from your mistakes, but forgot <clears throat> what I'm talking about. So it's what it is. Uh, Weeks. Anything else to add? Anything else we need to talk about? Not that I can think of. Oh, jerseys. Was that real? I believe so. That shit's hideous. That's ass. I'm not mad at the font. <clears throat> I skipped over it because I thought it was fake. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm not mad. Those the jerseys Theo Pinson told us to watch out that they was going. Well, not him, but it's like, wait till you see the jerseys. We going to wear this year. That's what you was talking about. I'm not mad at the front. I hate how the, I hate the number placement. <clears throat> I hate the number size. Um, and then it's just super plain. Like rebrand his team, man. Some fan like designed one where he kept the font the same, but like he did something different with the numbers and he added like some flair to the size. It's like I'm tired of watching fans make better jerseys than the actual people making the jerseys. There was another one he had, there was a concept that had like the word Maverick spelled out with like a lasso. And it was like a brown concept. Because they're in there, it's the the Mavericks. It's supposed to be like a cowboy horse theme, like the Wild West. Can we get some West shit implemented into this? Like, I, I feel like they keep trying to do this modern thing, but that you're not having fun with it. Like the, the Raptors, team is a rebrand. The Raptors put the claw marks and stuff. Like that's that's fire. Like do something with the with the theme that the aesthetic. That's the crowd that you're appealing to anyway. That's who's people in the, those are the real fans. Anyway, appeal to them. I don't. I don't understand. Luca jerseys gonna sell either way, so they don't seem to care. But make them things sexy, man. I don't understand why it's this difficult. Make the Mavericks cool again, man. Do a fan contest. I don't care. Do something creative. Whatever y'all got going on is pissing me off. I don't get excited about these jerseys ever. Like, when was the last time you was excited about a jersey? Never. I don't know. The best one they had was that white one with the green, with the light green on the side. Like I, ha- I like that jersey, but even then, that's a pretty straightforward concept. I think before that, the only decent one they had was like that city jersey that they wore for years with the skyline over the. That yeah. was a solid design. That was solid, like not too much, not too ass. Like the green and white one was nice every, every blend of like classic with modern. Every year I see the Hawks and the, the Grizzlies put out some something, something that I want to purchase. And Tom, the Mavs don't. The Raptors too. It's it don't it, it's not hard for other people. Why is it this hard for us? Mark Cuban, a, a, a alleged genius. Get some creative minds in there, man. Boring, annoying. 
so annoying. And again, I can put together a team of five fans and come up with some <laughs> fire concepts. I, I bet it's the motherfuckers that can make better concepts on Canva. Like it probably is. I don't understand. I truly do not. It's a little old Twitter account somewhere making a better jersey for the Mavs. And all he going to do is post it on Twitter and get some retweets and likes. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. We going to make a Mavs outsiders jersey. <laughs> with a much. I, I would like to. <coughs> with a much better concept than the Mavs. And that would make us outsiders too. Because we actually care what the jersey look like. Oh, we'll keep that in mind. Patreon members might get first dibs on those, huh? Say what? Uh, Patrons might get first dibs on those if we decide to do something like that. You know? Speaking of which, I had a look. I think we might need to be sending some t-shirts out. Huh? Well, hoodies. Or hoodies, yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, what else? Did it? About that time, because it's starting to get... Uh, It's starting to get a little warm out. I'm at chilly out. Outside? Yeah. Hoodies, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hoodie season. Right. Uh, uh, to close the show out, weekly patron shout out. This week, the patron shout out goes to Alton Williams. Hopefully, I uh, pronounced your first name correct. Brian Guzman told me that I did not pronounce his shit uh correct when we was doing the um the Q and A's. Damn. Yeah. He he sent me a a, a YouTube video and some other shit. Um for <laughs> the second part of his last name? Yeah. How do you do you remember it? No. My bad, homie. Yeah. Um but yeah shout out to Alton Williams. Um he is an outsider's all star the ten dollar tier which means you will see this not only hear it, but you also will see this. Um, appreciate you. Been around for three months. Hope you continue to be around. Uh, with that being said, I think that's all. Uh, the first game is this week coming up. The the preseason games. I'll be I'll be against, the, the, against the Timberwolves. Um, we'll be going over those when we come back next week. Uh, basketball is back. Be on the lookout for the interviews coming up. I say when, I just say be on the lookout for them. <laughs> Unless you got anything else to add, we can close this out. Good. Think I'm good. All right. Uh, until next week. Peace. Peace. Sound of ocean? Waves against a rocky cliff? It's Maine. 
a place where sights, sounds, and taste all come to life. Breathtaking vistas from the top of a seaside mountain, lobster and oysters straight from crisp, cold waters. It's where you can take a breath and a beat and let the world slip away. Plan your trip at visitmaine.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you've watched a tiny kitten grow into a healthy senior cat, you remember why you chose Cat Chow. Because it's backed by 60 years of expertise. Cat Chow makes yummy formulas for cats of all ages, which makes me one happy cat mom. Does managing your health care feel like a full-time job? Bounced from one doctor to the next? All the forms, the bills, the not-a-bills, the... Press 4 to repeat these options. Does health care have to be this way? At Kaiser Permanente, all of us work together to make health care easier. And with integrated care and coverage, all you have to do is focus on your health. Learn more at kp.org, Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852.